Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the the Podcast. Featuring special guest, filmmaker Carlton Jordan. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Tell you what, I have never been more attractive. Attractive, attractive. attractive. Wow, you said attractive. You wow. did. You tried it. You tried it. So. You did try. Tried no, it. I'm seriously have never been more attractive. Well, That's what whatever. I have to say. Bye. Anyway, hi guys. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our special friends at Rehab Entertainment and DNR Studios. <laughs> I'm Adam Andrew Rios on the soundboard. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley, the boyfriend of Lil Nas <laughs> In your dreams. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I am Darrell Anthony, currently trying to date Jack Harlow, who is also featured in that song, Industry Baby. By Lil yes. Nas. Thank you. I was about to say. <laughs> Industry Baby. Industry Baby. And Lil I'm Nas, a baby. Lil Nas too. X featuring Jack Harlow. Yes. And things are swinging. Things are swinging. And did y'all <laughs> know? Allegedly. That, and did y'all know it was produced by Kanye? Really? Hmm. I bet y'all didn't know that. Yeah, a little tidbit. That makes so, me not like it. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. That makes me like it like 5%. So, so yeah. people are <laughs> interested to know why Kanye would produce something like that um, and also why Jack would be involved in that because obviously um, Lil Nas is unapologetically gay, which I love. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, they people have been given slack about it. And the thing is, I, there was a couple of people, though, that felt like maybe, which I hate this, and I know this is going to be... Some people out there are going to disagree with me. I don't blame the Kardashians for everything that Kanye did and said. I don't. Not that I care about that family, but I think that he was an individual who was sick. His mother passed away, and I don't think he got the right mental health that he needed Mm because mental health is very important. We talk about that very often. So I don't blame them for everything, but I do blame that that was her husband, and she could have done more to help him instead of putting him on a reality TV show. She did him wrong as his wife. Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to take it. Wow, I totally disagree. I think the Kardashians were... They exploited it? No, I think the Kardashians were the Kardashians before Kanye got involved. And I think that he was trying to take advantage of their name to make him more popular. Hmm. Um, Tomato, tomato. I actually was defending the Kardashians in my statement. I was saying oh, that I, I didn't, don't... Oh, I guess I didn't hear yeah. that right. No, right. you didn't. I was saying I don't blame them for everything because a lot of people <laughs> say that it is their complete fault that he has acted out. No, nah, I don't has. believe that. And I don't, I don't believe person, that either. But I don't believe... I think it might have been a mutual agreement. Like, Kanye West was huge before the Kardashians, but the Kardashians were huge before Kanye, so it's like, they yeah. were like, let's just make this even bigger. I mean, right, and, then, and I mean, it failed. I mean, you have, you have. Mm. Well, it didn't really fail. Their it, it, marriage failed, but the that's what the meant, publicity yeah. stunt did not fail. It didn't. I mean, and then you have um, uh, Lamar Odom, who also you have Tristan Thompson. I mean, you have you have a lot of, you know, and I understand why on Twitter, the black Twitter especially, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of upset because you have a lot of black men who have been involved with that family who may have had mental issues prior to being being involved with that family. And the fact that they're on a reality show, it exploited them in such a way. We were watching Love & Hip Hop the other day, and mm-hmm. um, Lamar Odom was guest mm-hmm. appearing He's on that. He's dating Carly Redge. Yeah. And the way he was kind of moving was like, I done done this before. I already know what this is about in terms of reality TV, mm-hmm. which cannot wait till later because we're going to get some inside scoop on reality TV for my extra special guest, Carlton Jordan. So wait for mm, that. I can't um, all the tea but I, I just think hat. it's interesting that people want to blame that, but I love the song and I, I think it's great. And, you know, again, I think it's the thing of Lil Nas X needing support from someone who is straight in the industry. 
Um, well, two people who are straight to kind of... It's good to have, like, an, an ally. It's good to have an ally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kanye is the best ally, but uh, it's I mean, people, he makes bobs. People still fuck with Kanye. I was going to say, he makes bobs. I can't people you know, do I fuck deny with that. Kanye. can't deny his, like, music talents. He's right. just... He needs mental health. He needs help as a person. But he's got music on lock. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's really good So what have you been up to since last week? What, what have we been, been up on? to... Well, I mean, we've been doing a lot of things. I mean, we have been really repositioning just life and really, you know, a okay. lot of things are mm-hmm. changing right now. There are changes on the horizon. Yeah. Okay. And, and I believe... We love change because cha- change equals change growth. Good. Change mm-hmm. equals growth. Um, I'm excited. You know, I think that right now what a lot of people are worried about is the Delta variant that's going on and really positioning themselves. Are a lot of people worried about that? Or is that just like the news? No, no, no. I think people are. I think people are worried about it. People are starting to. Who's worried about it? No, people are starting to. The people that are already vaccinated or the people that aren't vaccinated? Um, Everybody. Everybody. I I have to disagree with you I I mean, and that's fine, but I've had a couple of people who are vaccinated who are starting to worry, but people who have taken different vaccines, it's, it's weird. And I think that it's part and because places are starting to shut down again and we're starting to go back. So people are kind of prepping themselves to say, like, we've done this before. Let's put ourselves in a better position for our mental health so we don't go into a hole this time again and go back into that. But residents of southern states, a la Alabama... And Texas. ...are not at the same mindset of us. Only 43% of the country is vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. And they don't really give a fuck yeah. about the Delta variant. I saw um, so. an article about this guy who caught COVID, and he didn't get the vaccine. And even as he was in the hospital, he was like, I'd still rather not take the the shot. Yeah. There was I read an article, too, and there was one person who was dying from COVID, and they were like, can I get the vaccine now? And the bitch was like... No, baby, Sorry, too baby it's That's too not late. How science works, honey? It's too late, I mean, honey. I think a lot of this is ignorance. I think a lot of people well, are not. A lot ed, of the uh, southern informed. states. A lot of the southern states who are Republican are just based on ignorance. Mm-hmm. I, people just don't want to learn, and like they say stuff like that, like "Can I get the vaccine now?" It's like that's not how science works, baby. Yeah. Like, come on, like just. Open up your browser. Uh, open up a book. Whatever it is. Well, open up your pretty brown eyes uh, and, and take, take a, a look, look around. around. Exactly. I like, mean, 99.5% of Texas COVID deaths were because they were unvaccinated. Yeah. yeah. And But mm-hmm. there are people, there have been small cases, so I want to be very clear about saying this. There are small cases. I mean, I think maybe under 10 that have came out publicly that they were vaccinated completely well, under all Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, Moderna, all of it. Kat from E! News, yeah. who has been vaccinated. Well, yeah. she left E! News, but she has been vaccinated. Her son chose not to get vaccinated, and she got COVID again yeah. after she was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, it's not, vaccination's not 100%. No. It's just going to save you from, like, going into the hospital. Yeah. And dying. Yeah. And which I, is what Joe Biden said in his presidential town hall on CNN. Mm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Adam? Well, I was just going to say, you know, the Olympics are just starting. Mm-hmm. Beautiful opening ceremony. It was mm-hmm. a little boring, but it whatever. It was okay. Um, but <clears throat> so it just really sucks now for all these athletes who have trained and trained and trained, and then they get to uh, Tokyo, and then they test positive for corona, and then they can't compete. So that's what's because we we saw like a a tracker. It was like from like July first to mm-hmm. the opening ceremonies, and it was just like a. Well, can you imagine what that tracker would have looked like last year at this Ooh, time when we were, when the twenty twenty Olympics were supposed to happen? Right, like mm-hmm. it would have been a disaster. I honestly don't know. I'm trying. I go back and forth, but I try to like respect the residents of Tokyo and their like opposition mm-hmm. of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's their town. It's their country. Not town. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Their it's, province. Their province. It's yeah. their whatever. Know, whatever it's, it is. It's their, their civilization. Their, yeah. <laughs> and Our, their backyard. And right. they, the majority, I think it was like 80 something percent, don't want the Olympics to happen. Yeah. yeah all those protests and everything. And like, mm-hmm. here Stop. we are, just because of the ad buys and the money and the sponsorships and everything. We're going to make the fucking 2020 Olympics happen in 2021, no matter what. Yeah. So... And interrupting days of our lives for two weeks. And I'm ready to see Mar Devil. <laughs> the, the, the last episode. Uh, Shut the fuck the, up. The, they need a, Mar Devil needs a break. They, 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 had, they had the cliffhanger yesterday, and I was tight as shit. Mar Devil needs a break. And 
I love it. And also, you know, Marla Gibbs is coming to Days of Our Lives, and AJ McLean is coming to Days of Our Lives. They've got a lot of people coming, and I'm trying to see it. But Well, they better get vaccinated. Well, they you are were mentioning the, all the protests that are going on for the Olympics and stuff like that. Well, that's what's happening right now in Qatar, because that's where the uh, World Cup is going to be held, mm-hmm. you know, the soccer World Cup. Qatar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the, a lot of people are, like, up in arms because it's, you know, Qatar is very anti-LGBT, mm-hmm. and they don't want it to be held there, but... You know, it's all about money. It's all about money. I mean, it's the, all the, about money. But the security the is going to have with... to be beefed up. It's oh. going to be, it's because it gets very, like, that particular location, we uh-huh. had members at my, my day job try to fly in, and if they're LGBT, like, it's a question they ask, are you gay? Because you can't come. Yeah. Like, it's a bad, it's bad, and it's crazy how mm-hmm. many areas of the world, not even the country, that we cannot go because we are LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Our friend Charles uh, Barksdale, friend of the pod, he spoke about that as well. Like, when they were, when he was doing Love and Hip Hop and they were going to do a travel and he was just like, oh, yeah. he, he couldn't go. Yeah. Because it was a place that they don't do with gays and it's like, they will kill you mm-hmm. and put you yeah, in the They have the no town. problem. They have no yeah, problem. no problem. That just not, does not make sense to me because it's all based in religion. And then we had that, just that one Pope. Oh or my God. Cardinal he was like a whatever. Top, he was just a, ta- a Catholic priest. I thought you said a he priest. was a top. I was like, well, well that's I what mean, he said. He, well, he it was like top Catholic priest. And somebody quote tweeted and was like, what does him being a top have to do with anything? Bottom Catholic <laughs> Explain priest. Explain this, this um, headline. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> so, basically, who cares what his name yeah. is? But while our producers are finding out his name, Basically, it's just like the traditional Catholic storyline mm-hmm. yeah. where they're all gay. Mm-hmm. He was on a gay dating app. He shouldn't have been on because he was of hooking his, up with boys because of his position. But he and, uh, the, and he was running an anti LGBT like right. group. Mon- and he was, and his name is Monsignor Jeffrey Burrell. Monsignor, just to give, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and he was also one of the priests that was like, "I'm going to refuse uh, President Biden communion." Right. Right. And um, if you don't know what communion is, it's just when you, you know, receive the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. Acceptance into the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he got busted. Huh? He busted. I mean, all the it's people just... that run, like, anti-LGBTQ like, campaigns. Always. And that's why they're mad. Because Hell otherwise, lur. you should stay out of other people's business. Why do you care so much unless you're struggling, quote unquote, yourself? Right. Stop being so vocal. <laughs> I mean, the thing When is, I was coming out, I was not vocal. You were quiet no. as a church mouse. Right? I was. Uh, it was like, I, I guess I was. I was a little church peep, friar tuck <laughs> mouse. <laughs> you were tucked. Not fire right. tucked. Listen, I hate you so much. I want to watch. Never mind. Um, no. What, what <laughs> do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? Tell me now. I want to actually watch Robin Hood. I kind of went off on a different thought. Because you heard Friar Tuck. Yeah, I was just no, like, Let's watch Robin we love Friar Tuck and we love Robin Hood. But uh, you know, a lot of people have been having other concerns also about the Olympics. Obviously, what happened to Shakari Richardson, um, and mm-hmm. now Megan Rapinoe. Oh and them my are talking God. About you know, and here's the thing: people have to know CBD and THC does come from the same plant. They do give you different effects, um, and people are really uh, upset about it. You know, what, is, what are your what are your what are all your your thoughts on Shakari? Uh, I'm torn. I, well, I, too, uh, I'm not torn, actually. So the thing is, is I don't think that she should have been... I just feel like she wasn't the only athlete that was smoking weed, and they just so mm-hmm. happened to test her. And so for me, I think she was getting too much publicity. I think she was becoming like the one to beat. I remember when Simone Biles were first coming out, they were trying to like take her down too. Not in that way with the um, weed, but there was other things they were saying about Simone Biles. They were talking about her hair. They were talking about this and that. They were talking about, oh, she's not, she's overperforming and she needs to pull back because the other girls can't be to her level. Just different little things. So I am torn. I also acknowledge what Shikari did say about the LGBTQ community and I understand, but mm-hmm. you know, she can learn from that. Um, but I just don't think it should have taken her out of the Olympics completely, especially when I'm pretty sure she wasn't the only one. And it's like, how do they regulate that? My question is, they got doctors Well, they get tested. But, yeah. But they have doctors molesting girls. I, and, and so I, wow, I just... Yeah, I mean, Nasser, call it wow, out. Nasser, uh, wow, I mean, Nasser. I just feel like at the end of the day, it's different rules for different people. Mm, that's you what know? I feel. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean... 
let's be honest, like white people can do whatever they want when it comes to cannabis and weed, THC, CBD, whatever, and it's praise or it's funny or it's comical. But didn't Michael Phelps get like a whole? His, that was like after after like, the Olympics. Yeah, after yeah. the Olympics, yeah. he okay. had already performed he got you know and i don't even think he tested positive for anything it was a photo of him smoking a bomb adam what mm-hmm. happened with ryan lofty oh. it wasn't we but remember when they like did he, faked whole, being he faked robbed. being robbed yeah he faked being attacked they kicked him out yeah and he did even make the olympic trial he didn't even qualify after the olympic yeah. trials for this no, yeah he's oh, he, no. bye but he did fake a, an attack yeah i forgot that. kind of like jesse smollett yeah, Kim man. Kardashian. Oops, her too. <laughs> her friends attack. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been a lot Listen, of. Listen, people... if I was rich enough, I would fake some shit too. For what? Mm. For for a story? Yeah. I mean, we well, you know what else was fake? <laughs> Listen. Listen, I, I, I hear all that, but I think when it comes to safety, like being real as realistic as possible. But here's the thing. Here's something else that was fake. I actually heard, I don't know if you guys heard the news, that they were <laughs> putting these wood beds in in the Olympics to discourage people from trying to have sexual relations <laughs> or anything. Turns out Tom Daly's stupid ass and a bunch of other people were jumping on the bed. They were like, this isn't, that's not real. They didn't actually do that, like, for it to stop people from hooking up, but did y'all hear that? Yeah, well, I heard I that. Heard it wasn't the... just it wasn't just Tom Daly. It was other people too. It was um, the other bitch. Who I don't know his name. He fine. Though. I should Google it. Adam Rapon. Uh, no. no, Adam Rapon is a just a correspondent now. He's right. not. Yeah, because he's a Winter Olympian. But I thought it was cardboard. I thought they were made of like cardboard. It was cardboard. Yeah. yeah, but cardboard is also a in the family of. Yes. So I support Darrell and his you, explanation. You, you can be, you can be, and the, the thing is, so I used to have a captain's bed when I was younger that the baseboard was um, like. It the was fuck? A, Were you on below deck? Like particle board? No, it was like particle no, no, not board. particle. But it was just like hardwood, and then the uh, mattress, like it was like this big ass bed, and like your dresser and everything was attached to the bed. Yeah. You were so, literally yeah. Captain Sandy. I was, I was. So I just don't think that it should have been that. But here's some news switching from the Olympics though that was real. The Bachelorette, but basically they said that none of the men in the house can pleasure themselves. And it was a whole situation. You what can't do you mean pleasure? That. Well, they put cameras. Why couldn't they pleasure they, themselves? Because she was Don't they have a hand? They, that's what she said. You can't use your hand. And they what? put cameras. Why is it? They put cameras in the bedrooms, not in the bathrooms, because that's illegal. I mean, you can put cameras in the bathroom if it's like a real world real world type situation but like you can't watch someone honestly though i'm yeah. really upset that we're even giving the bachelorette any sort of airtime i think it's disgusting it's a disgusting show mm-hmm. and we should not even be talking Especially about it. i've never watched the bachelorette i never did too I it's disgusting one and it's disgusting mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that is not that how a relationship is, is supposed to be it it, it it demonizes a woman not even men mm-hmm. but it demonizes the woman Every and single time, even if the disgusting. woman is the bachelorette or if she's if it's the bachelor and it's a bunch of women being picked off. Of. I but. side with Meghan McCain on this, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow, we yeah. knew it. We knew it. <laughs> Sometimes I side with Meghan. Yeah. Well, Are you going to miss her? It's very... Yeah, am I going to miss her? Um, it depends on who they replace her with. Um, mm. It I, has to be somebody who's conservative. I'm going to miss I, her for just, the fights. I do mm, miss yeah. the fights. I miss the fights with her and Joy. Um, but I, I, listen, I hate her. I do not agree with anything that she motherfucking says. I've interviewed her. I've given her an award. I don't, I have. Why is everybody laughing in the room? No, it just sounded funny. Well, it it's is. like you Giving personally her gave her an award. award. Right. I personally did. I handed it to her. After mm-hmm. I interviewed her, does anybody else want to say anything about that? No. Where can they find that interview? Tell our listeners. Relax. YouTube.com. Google the Trevor Project stuff. I'll make Brand sure to look tight. at Brandon's um, upset. Nobody's also questioning look at my you. Website, no, we just laughed because you gave Megan Yes, you were like, I gave her an award. I Fine. did. That's it was funny. years ago before she was on The View. <laughs> All right. Um, but you I'm go gonna, down that hill, ain't you? I'm going to, no, I'm crawling up the hill. I am, I, 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 I'm going to miss some sort of joy and like some sort of fighting like who else you are gonna, the, you're gonna miss the dynamic the drama i guess like that's what gets the viewers like who who are they gonna place i Megan mean they with? do they do need somebody 
um, on on that side aisle. And listen, I think that you know Braden is he's in a mood to pitch and campaign today. We don't know what he's gonna do. He could be pitching himself to be on the View as the first male <laughs> on the View to replace no, Meghan McCain. Mario Mario already did that. Lopez. No, Mario Cantone um, already did that. Y- yeah, oh. but we, what's his face became um, Jerry O'Connell became the first male on the talk, which we talked about. That last is week, true. Which is very, it's going to be very true. interesting. But the talk and the View are different shows, even if it was all born from the View. Mm-hmm. So shout mm-hmm. out to Barbara Walters for giving pretty. But much also, Ronan Farrow has been on the View as a, a guest. Co-host, yeah, but they so. need a Republican, and the th- and the thing is, is I like, can pretend to be Republican. Listen, I don't know if my track pretended. record. <laughs> you come from. Republican, Listen, so. I'll, I'll say this: like <clears throat> everybody has to give a shout out, including ourselves, to the View because. Most talk shows, if not all, were born, especially like panel talk shows, were born from The View. So shout out to Barbara Walters, Barbara Wawa, for <laughs> giving <laughs> us that. Speaking of pitching. I want you to pitch us to this next guest that we have coming up, Mr. Carlton Jordan. <laughs> Don't you worry, because he's a producer on HBO, so we gonna need he's him. He's a and filmmaker. Yes. Don't you worry, got my elevator pitch already. <laughs> all right. Well, when we come back, we'll be joined with Carlton Jordan. Hey, Pride fam! We're so excited to let you know that Pride the Podcast now has merch! Showcase your Pride 365 days a year with Pride shirts, totes, stickers, and so much more coming soon to dnrstudios.com. So, show your Pride 365. Alright, welcome back everyone! Hi guys! We're so excited, we have an Extra special guest, the super talented filmmaker, Carlton Jordan. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Carlton. Hi. How are you? Super talented. I haven't been called back in years. Stop, oh, you stop. lying. Oh <laughs> I call myself that in the mirror every day. As you should. As you should. Yes, af- daily yeah. affirmations. I've learned that I need to start doing that more. I have mm-hmm. post-its that are on my mirror that have all my daily affirmations. Like, you are beautiful. You are kind. You are worth it. You are worth it. Then cover your whole mirror. How are you going to see it inside the mirror? I open the vanity. It's a vanity mirror. <laughs> I have I have post-its on my mirror, too, but they're in my bathroom where my shower is, and they're kind of dripping. The ink is dripping, so oh. I don't know. That's that could be very artistic. God is like, take those affirmations down because they're not true. Positive movie to a horror film, like really quick. I love that. It's like you are worried. That's funny. Well, Carlton, thank you for joining us today here on Pride the Podcast. So, like, where are you? What's going on? What's the tea? How has your quarantine slash pandemic been? I'm in LA. I'm in West Hollywood right now. I could tell oh, by the okay, lighting. Yeah, I could tell by the lighting that you're on the West Coast. Yeah, this is the gay sun. You know, the, the gay, gay sun. sun. <laughs> it's beaming down. Is popping, like, it's giving me. You I'm know, telling you, melanin is popping, popping. <laughs> you said you're in Hollywood. Was that right? West. In West Hollywood. In West Hollywood. How's that been? I know it's been lit. It's been it's been kind of mediocre, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was there a month ago and I was running those West Hollywood streets. I'm surprised oh. about that. Day. I went to I went to trunks a lot. I was yeah, at that's trunks. the spot now. You know, I, I I worked in West Hollywood, but I haven't partied in West Hollywood in a while. I like to do a, like a a ten to fifteen person maximum event thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with with special guests that I haven't slept with yet. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I guess I could be a special guest. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, for some of us, it's difficult. But thanks for having that in. But Carlton, tell us, how did you come to be? Tell us where your origins were, where you came from and everything. We want to know. How did you become you. this, like, filmmaker? Okay. Well, I'm originally from North Carolina, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. And I grew up there until I was 17. And I had a choice of multiple colleges to go to. I was going to go to Hampton. I was going to Wake Forest. 
Um, and then I, so in my spare time when I wasn't working at Bojangles Chicken and Biscuits. Ooh, I, oh, wait, oh, listen, <laughs> we're from the South too. Let's right, yes, we are. I went to the, actually went to college in South Carolina. Ooh, so you had Bojangles. Oh, actually. I had Bojangles. Oh yes, so I was good. popular in high school. I used to give all the football players free two pieces with a biscuit and. Dirt. So did I. Not a two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> I gave them two pieces too <laughs> and my biscuit. <laughs> and okay, biscuit. Jarrell. It's dry. <laughs> it wasn't dry. It wasn't a dry biscuit. It was a wet biscuit. No, we're gonna have to go to commercial. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Welcome so, to Ride Podcast. You know, I, um, you know, I, I would go to this Barnes and Noble bookstore or Borders Books in, on the white side of town because it was the South. And on the white side of town, they had a Borders Books that the only gay section that they had in the city. And in that gay section, there was a black gay section. And then in that black gay section, there was a book called like the best places for black gay men to live. Okay. And one of the places was Washington, D.C. So I'm like, hmm. What college is in DC? And it was Howard University. Mm -hmm. So that's how I decided to go to Howard. It had nothing to do with education and all to do with like Union Station. So, wow. I love um, that. Is yeah, that's great. Is I that just. And um, I studied film there. I decided to do a film, film directing program. And then I graduated from there in 2002. Um, it was a great experience. And um, I interned at MTV in LA my junior year with the president programming and that's where i got my first taste of unscripted television because at that point they were doing um newlyweds with Justice simpson and nick Lachey. yes oh my so, god um, talk but, about flashback <laughs> flashback so i my first job was as a pa on that show and um and i you know i came out to be a filmmaker i thought it was gonna be spike lee but reality tv was jumping like it was like yeah like, mm -hmm. yeah beginning of like celeb reality and I just was jumping from show to show and building my resume and my my taste in unscripted TV as a producer um and and I stayed in that lane for the past 18 years and um and it was great I've, I've worked on every type of reality show I, I did Mexican dynasties for Bravo oh my <laughs> I love Mexican dynasties <laughs> like is it is it gonna come it's coming back no it, it needs to come oh, back you know it's not coming but, back unfortunately but I've seen stuff on social where they're like trying to petition for it to come back because it's such a good show it was a great it's so good. and maybe well it's because maybe because I'm Texan and like I, I get the whole lingo <laughs> it is such a a good show it was so good and we always proud of it because we you know bravo was doing these really big dramas and mm -hmm. and we were producing that and we we're like this is funny like these characters are hilarious this. like let's change the tone to make it a little more comedic mm. and we brought the help in like the maids and the butlers and it just like turned it up the comedy up like by like a hundred and we knew like, okay, this is one of our comedy reality shows. Let me tell you, but, I think it's going to come back. Like just like yeah. Real Housewives of Miami, Miami like yeah, took a hiatus for like 10 back. years. Miami's coming back. Oh, I shoot. think Mexican yeah. Dynasties are gonna, it's gonna come back. Somebody it's, said it's, Jocelyn it's, Hernandez it's so might good. be on that. Which would Jocelyn Hernandez, <laughs> oh Lord. Which I was like, that's gonna destroy the <laughs> She franchise. gonna fight all of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really will. Um, Carlton, I have a, kind of a, a controversial question to ask you. Okay. Um, you were just talking about Howard University and kind of to jump right into it, as we know, Felicia Rashad is the Dean of uh, mm. Established Arts there. Um, how yes. do you feel that that's affected her statement regarding Bill Cosby? How do you feel that affected the students there and maybe past graduates? Do you feel like it's supportive or do you feel like she is going to do the right thing in learning the sex education courses? <laughs> well, I think it's very, it's very contemptuous. I just, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that word means, but that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. SAT Come on, SAT word. Yeah. Your PR person, you, your PR person did a great yeah. job. You definitely you went to Howard University, I can tell. I love it. <laughs> it's a contemptuously thing, you know, um, but it's, it's definitely generational. Like, yeah. there's mm -hmm. Howard alumni that are like, you know, she is untouchable, legend, icon, graduate that has always represented Howard correctly. And, you know, there's a, there's, there is a, a world where they think they almost agree with her statement. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you know, with the, the, the bougie, boule, Jack and Jill, you know, two generations before us, 
type, you know, um, black people that we're talking about don't do like counseling someone that's alleged. Right. right but um and then there's my generation like i you know that's like oh man like, that's fucked up she should apologize but we don't think that she should like take be her her job should be taken away because yeah. of the clout that comes with that mm-hmm. and there's the current students the you know gen zers that are coming in that are like fuck her like i've never watched the cosby show in my life i don't <laughs> even know her significance and she needs to not be here you know yeah. <laughs> right that's very yeah. true so do so, you think that being it, it's a generational um obviously that's a factor do you think that that's an excuse as far as what as far as her words i don't think it's an excuse support. for her words at all i think she should have um not said that and i don't i don't believe in her perspective at all and it it, it, it leads to me to a bigger discussion on how she felt for the entire case you know yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's not like oh it's just this one statement for this moment in time mm-hmm. it means to me it's interpreted as she's been supporting bill cosby from the beginning just yeah right yeah because i remember when all of this was going down i was just like telling the crew i was like i mean she could have these thoughts and opinions like that's fine but yeah. why did she have to say anything? Like, just it's like read the room, read girl. the room, like, right? Not... I mean, read the room, and you know what? And read the room, and you know, and it, there, there's a, a conversations like you know, black women don't have to like fall on the sword for black men that fuck up. Amen you know? to like, that. Very that because that is the trend that happens yeah. all the time. It's a trend, like. He is not going to do that for you. I promise. First, I won't. <laughs> no. He made the bed. You need. He needs to lay in it. Well, he literally did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think to even go further, Carlton, like as as gay black men, it's very rough. It's tough. This is a tough conversation, right? Because yeah. generationally, they 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 say things like, "Oh, it's." They kind of excuse like sexual assault and what have you. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to gay in the black community, it's seen as the worst possible thing. And they usually try to tie the two together. They're like, well, pedophiles yeah. would not exist if gay people did not exist. And it's such a hard discussion to have. And listen, you can't so take ridiculous. away the experience she had working with, with him, you know? Yeah. I think that it's very hard when people have worked with someone and feel like they know someone their whole life to then be like, oh, well, you know, but you got to be able to condemn them and say that they're wrong and then move forward. So I think her position should have been, I mean, you didn't say nothing the whole case, sis, so you waited (laughs) till it was over to say something? Like, Don't don't he got a wife? Don't he got a wife who is quiet as a church uh, And to me, uh, the only person I would give a fuck about what they said is Lisa Bonet. Like mm-hmm. if Lisa Bonet says something, I I will listen. Because Me she, too, because Lenny Kravitz is man. fine as hell. <laughs> Baby daddy and Kurt anything man. anything Lisa Bonet wants to say for sure. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> Just tying it back to Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa. Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, tying it back to you because this is <laughs> right. about you. Right. I want to ask you. So how like when did you know you wanted to really be a filmmaker and like move away from the reality TV world as you were saying? Well, I'm going to correct you there, Noel, mm-hmm. because reality TV is filming. Yes. Oh, okay. we love, well, I love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to say this because I started off as a, a scripted person. I was mm-hmm. a, I was also a production assistant on the Eve show way back in the day. <gasps> Evie, Evie. Come that on, the, Evie. That theme song and also Bless Up and Rest in Peace, Natalie DeSalle, because yeah. she was yeah. fire on that show. That show was she so was good. She was fire on that show. And I saw Jason George's butt, the guy that Ooh, played her um, yeah. Eve boyfriend. Like, I accidentally walked into his dressing room. Ooh. I was like, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a picture? Can you share it? That's no. assault, brother. Right. I took a mental picture. It comes back right. now. Just Can like, you share your mentality with me? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say that leads to contentiously. We love a bubble, 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 bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, straight black men have the biggest boobies. I'm like, anyway, the worst. So Morris Chestnut got a real nice one. He done grew it because he didn't at one point. He done got. He got a BBL. <laughs> okay, so, so you no, but, um, go ahead. I, um, I, so I, so when um, early in reality TV and unscripted, like if you all the scripted people and filmmakers, they will look down on us like we were shooting porn or something. And I got mm-hmm. uninvited to a lot of rooms and spaces because I was producing unscripted television. 
television. And now you see all the filmmakers are doing reality or unscripted projects, putting their name on, you know, big high profile, unscripted, limited series or whatever, because that's where the money is. And those shits get greenlit like the same day you pitch them, you know? Yeah. Wow. And as opposed to script, it could take years to develop and get a writing room and shoot and all that stuff. Um, So that's why I try to, I let people know, like, I'm a filmmaker, like, they're storytelling Mm -hmm. and unscripted. Mm -hmm. But um, I did, I did actually grow my strength as a writer doing unscripted because it's no big secret that most of the cast have nothing going on in their lives that's interesting enough to shoot. So people like me that are storytellers have to come in and be like, you know what, let's make your my life interesting. What are right. things that you aspire to do? Who are your best friends? Who are your exes? Who are your former lovers, your future lovers? When is your birthday? When's your anniversary? Do you want to get married? Okay, now we have a fucking show. You want to get married? <laughs> right, you right. You're wow. going to, you know, have a baby and you're going to fight your old ex and then we're going to bring your, one of your enemies in at a dinner party and you're going to have your moment. Listen, Carlton, we yeah. have all of that in our friend group here at Fry the Podcast. <laughs> right. I'm literally telling you, like, this is a show. And <laughs> if you wanted to, I don't know, produce it, we have a lot of friends that could maybe Good. talk to your friends to get the money. Brandon is pitching. <laughs> I'm just, Brandon I'm has just, been pitching since he opened his mouth. Right. I'm, I'm, just trying I to, I'm just trying to think, Carlton. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of your next project. I'm trying to get you an Emmy nom. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we know we're going to get you drunk. And, you know. Ooh. No, I'm not that girl. I'm yeah, not that girl. You're definitely girl. that girl. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> D- tell me you're that girl. I'm not that girl. Speaking of that, I have a question. <laughs> um, Beverly Hills. <laughs> so what do you think of the current sca- uh, landscape of all the housewife shows? Like, do you feel like they've completely changed from the more organic, so you say, to where they are now? Do you think that they're even more entertaining? And what do you think about the certain push in diversity after, what, 10, 12, 13 years on air? <laughs> okay, well, I have multiple things to say about that. Yes. One, in reality TV, like, when I first started, you had six months to shoot a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and you literally, it was true, like, you just followed people around, and in the edit, in the edit we would figure out what the storylines were. Mm-hmm. Um, but since the demand for more seasons had increased and the turnaround times needed to be quicker. And we were went from shooting six months to two weeks, you know, 14, you know, um, sorry, two months. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't have time to just follow what you think might happen. And networks were asking to know what the season was about before you even shot because they want to know what they're getting. They know mm-hmm. they want to know that they're getting topic. They want to know that what's going to happen at the end of the season to each of the characters. So, you know, they brought in story producers and producers like me that interviewed the cast so we could just lay out what they'll be shooting in the season. Um, so, and that was like a nice little hybrid, but as in housewives shows, as they get more popular, their schedules get crazy. They are, you know, they're, they're, they have businesses to run and their time. They ain't got shit to do. So <laughs> we have to be like, they have to come in and out. Like you got 30 minutes to shoot this scene cause she got to run a restaurant or she got to Mm-hmm. this thing and so it feels it probably feels rushed and forced because the, we don't have time to live in the scene to have, let natural organic things happen mm-hmm. it's like okay this is the conversation you're going to have with her about the fight last week go okay wrap it up we got to get to the next restaurant mm-hmm. you know or the next event right. hair makeup wardrobe blah 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 especially with women it takes a long time just to get that Mm-hmm. Oh, I, today. <laughs> we're triggered. I'm triggered because I, Ashley and I used to PA for Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop. York. <sighs> yeah. Talking about being thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Like, that one, that's a hard one because uh, they're, they're the hard shows. At least Bravo is like, I love Hip Hop. I hear that's an unmanageable schedule. It is. It is. Like, because they're all late. They're always like, late. Three yeah. hours late. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm still sitting here waiting for this girl to show up. And then she'd get in the van and I'd be like, what did you do for three hours? Yeah. Let's go. And then it was like, well, it's already midnight. Charles, do I need to go to my next location? <laughs> yes, you do. It's like... Oh yeah. my god, okay. <laughs> well, our sister Ashley is also producer for the Hitch Bio. And Hitch Bio. <laughs> so Carlton, I wanted to ask you, like, what has your experience been working with HBO as producer? And Ashley, feel free to chime in. <laughs> oh no, this is all you, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, so I've done I, I have a I sold a scripted project to HBO. 
Um, it's called Love Handles. And I have um, many of them. Then I even handled it before. They like the whole bike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We should also say your comedy special. I love it. Me and Thick Boy season. Okay, hello. Pandemic, thank God. Like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, But no, um, so so on the unscripted side, it's fine because it's a different team and um, they're really new to unscripted, so they really lean onto the producers that are um, that are making it happen for them. Their expertise and they have a really good they have really good execs on that side. Not saying that any other execs are bad, but on the scripted side, it's really it's been difficult because you know I sold like an hour drama to them, and 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 they just have a lot of notes. You know, they are really, mm. they really when they bring in a show, they're thinking who is like, they? I, are you talking about like executives? Development executives, yeah. Okay, the executives. Um, we have two executives on our show. And the notes that they give, and I get it. Like we turned a web series because it started off as a web series into a one-hour dramedy for HBO, and they are looking at like, like Golden Globe. Like their one-hour dramedies are their tent poles, right? You know, so it's like six feet under. I mean, or even their dramas, like you know, oh, um, The Sopranos and Succession. Like their one-hour dramas are yeah. like their big like tent pole shows. So the writing has to be like elevated. It has to be uh, you know, eligible for some type of Emmys or Golden Globes. Right. So they really push you, push you, push you, push you to the limit. They're very involved, and most of it is great. Most of it is um, most of it pushes me past you know what I think because I sometimes I'll, I get I, I think nigga budget, nigga budget. You know, it's like okay, I don't want to do because it costs too much. And they're like, we're fucking HBO. Write the scene that you want. Well, not to throw you another pitch, but um, <laughs> Pride the Series is also started out as a web series. And we're on Amazon. And um, we're pretty like on par with Succession and like everything else. I don't know, Carlton, if you're looking for like another project. Like, we're, Brayden like, is pushing. We're like right here. Like, listen, if yeah, you ain't I mean, going to ask. Ashley is trying to take over. Like, I already. You, thank it. you so much. Can we quote you on that? We're gonna add you. We're gonna add you to our pitch deck. You're right. <laughs> we, we we definitely will. So like Carlton Jordan said it's cool. Carlton so. said he's coming on board. So what you want to do? He said this is Emmy worthy. So right. He said the writers are getting Golden Globes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I cannot. I love it, Carlton. Carlton, on that though, and I, I know you're probably going to answer it, probably lead into this. Having being a person of color and pitching yeah. and being you know LGBTQ and pitching to HBO and what have you, how has that been for you and like selling shows? Do you feel like you are you have to scale back on what you want to tell, or you are able to live authentically in your truth when you're telling it? It's um it's been a hybrid of that. You yeah. know, when we pitched Love Handles, we pitched it to multiple networks and production companies. And one production company was me and my writing partner, who's a black woman. And um, and then my my management agency came for all black people. And then we were sitting in front of a non like an Asian executive and he said, Oh, you know what, this isn't black enough for me. Like to our base. Oh wow. Like, what does that mean? Was, yeah. How did you take well, that? Well, that's when I immediately knew that I wasn't going to partner with them. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even, because I went to Howard, I'm like, I'm not explaining shit. Right. I was like, no, we can do this, we can do that. And I was like, you're not, you're not, I'm not doing anything because that's not a note. You know, that's not a (laughs) note about character or story or, you know, you know, uh, anything that has to do with like the script. You're just saying that you want more blackity black shit and I'm not doing that no matter what your other notes are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and then they sent a follow-up email. They was like, oh, I didn't mean it wasn't black enough. I meant it, was, it wasn't black specific. The fuck is that? What does that I mean? mean? All the characters are black and me and the writer are black. Like what? <laughs> and they're in South LA. Like, <laughs> it's like what they want from you is to shuck and jive and to be the quote unquote niggas that they think you are. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, no. So, I mean, and, but there are people that do get it. Um, as far as the queer storytelling, I definitely do have to remind people that they, you know, 
you might feel uneasy about this brand of storytelling, mm-hmm. but that's not my problem. Like as a queer storyteller, my character will be queer characters and they will be having full lives, full sex lives, okay. full, you know, family. Like they're not just coming out. Like none of my stories are about coming out. So, right. Yeah. Real you know, people who so, like, have You have to accept to that. You might not want to see, you know, the what I'm writing, but you wouldn't have a problem with that if it was heterosexual characters. Mm-hmm. Very that. Mm-hmm. Very that. And see, this leads me to my question. So we here at Pride the Podcast love your web series, Pause Ross. Yes. yes. Like trying to so also be in it. So let me know <laughs> when you want me to come on board. I'm not Darrell's trying to pitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was the pitcher. But I'm this pitching. is actually a pitch meeting, so now you know. Welcome to the pitch meeting. You've been bamboozled. And right. listen, I already have a great character. I'm the pitcher and the catcher. So you can just bring <laughs> me. Nah, bitch, well, you just the catcher. You just the catcher. <laughs> Hey, I'm a prudish pitcher. So. <laughs> <laughs> so can you just like very briefly tell our audience like what the show is about and what inspired you to create it? Yeah, I mean, Pause Rise is a web series about a young woman who happens to be HIV positive, um, looking for love, life, and thriving on the other side of her disease. So it's a romantic comedy centered around a young woman living with the stigma and living in a world where the stigma is still very contemptuous. I keep using that made up word. I love it. I love it. I love your PR people. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I'm going to put that like on my social media and then (laughs) just your headline is contemptuous. My my headline is contemptuous. That's it. (laughs) But it, uh, oh, the light is changing. Um, It's golden hour. (laughs) It is golden hour. But there it is. Um, no, it's not. Okay, there. <laughs> but um, so you know, I was inspired by it for multiple reasons. You know, as a queer person, you like the first thing you learn about is is dating, and, and the word HIV is just a part of your journey coming of age because it's, it's just there. Like the first time I came out to someone, they didn't ask me about fall, who have I ever fallen in love with or been with or what's my personal journey. They were like, "What about HIV?" That's the first thing that came out of know. Yeah. and that's yeah. just the world that we've had to live in. And um, and recently, I read an article that the new generation, like Gen Z, um, there's like a spike in AIDS in the community because they don't remember the time where people were getting HIV and dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know, HIV is just a disease that people live with and never die from because they've never seen the 80s and the, the early 90s when someone would catch HIV and die of AIDS. Right. So... Mm-hmm for the first time in over 15 years, people are dying of full-blown AIDS again. Um, And uh, there's this blogger named Nicole Bitchy. She has this blog called Exo Nicole also. And she did this wonderful article about this young woman who's 22 and she contracts HIV. And um, it was was actually an inspiring story because she ended up married with kids and living and thriving and doing her, living her best life. And the disease didn't stop her from being, you know, the, the woman that she always wanted to be. I'm like, oh, I've never heard that perspective before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I didn't want to write another series that had to do with someone gay getting HIV. Not that that yeah. is an issue yeah. still today, but I feel like a, a different entry point um, allows for different conversations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I loved that because it was like, you know, everyone is susceptible to this disease and it's not yeah. just it's gay not people. a gay disease right yeah. exactly so i really liked that you told this the story from like her perspective from a woman's perspective especially it, a black woman yeah. that, which because <laughs> you know, i'm like hello <laughs> oh i had <laughs> a black sorry, woman girl. speak <laughs> can a black woman speak i'm sorry listen go ahead sis no got? i was gonna say the same thing like i appreciate the perspective from black women especially because hiv the rates in black women are very high they're like, the highest yeah. they're the highest and so and nobody ever tells that story and when they do tell it, I believe Tyler Perry told a very. Actually, I'm triggered. Don't <laughs> of, say it. Don't. <laughs> I'm not even go there. Like respect Tyler Perry, but we all know his storytelling is a little. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> so it was good to see like a more positive 
Paz Raz, like <laughs> a version I, I of that story, that. you know? And like, I always say like with prep and stuff like that, they always advertise to like just gay men, but Why I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you need to advertise this for everybody. Like it's for yeah. everyone, Great people, every you know? color, every, everything. Yeah, um, and, and, I, and I'm glad that you said that actually because mm -hmm. it was something that was very important to me. And and I put a team of women around me and I had um, advisors. Like um, I did a a panel with Shirley Ralph, and we hosted three women that were HIV positive wow. who ended up being like advisors wow. on the series, so I could have their like authentic voice mm -hmm. um, in what they actually go through. And they helped me like pull out the nuances and make sure I stayed I wasn't toned deaf. You know, because there was some a lot of comedy and it was, some of shit was over the top. Right. And, and I didn't I didn't want to be like picking at anything. I wanted and they were like, We've never been represented like this. Like Yeah, this that's great. Today. You did an amazing job. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not even gonna like gas you. Like literally I sat there and we watched the whole thing and like it was really, really well <laughs> oh, done. Thank you. It was it was great. Like from the friend and you know, there was a scene that really resonated. Um when her friend was attacked when he was going home with the boy, yeah. yeah. And it it resonated because, you know, we see that. We go to gay clubs and we meet people and, you know, if you're more of an effeminate man and you see a masculine type man, you're like, oh, and then he, it was a trick, you know? And that, yeah. that happens so many times. Mm -hmm. And that story is also never told. It's really not told from that. You usually know right out the gate that the person's straight and they're struggling. Ashley and I saw this show called Cucumber Banana. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we saw a scene that really till this day can't get out of my head and seeing that scene done in the way of, oh, he didn't know. It, he wasn't actively going home with a man who was, that he thought was straight. He really thought like, oh, this guy likes me. And it, it, yeah. it brought tears to mm -hmm. my eyes because it's so true and it happens so often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's very true. And sometimes our types, you know, in the are we're drawn to that, that masculine male who presents as straight. Um, and in this day and age, because you read about it, like the apps and everything about how you have a grinder hooked up and the person ends up dead. Yeah. yeah. Robbed and left on the side of the road or something like that. I wanted to put that piece in just to show that, that you know, when a lot of times when people present the gay community, it's all like rainbows and fun. And the only thing they're thinking about is like, I want to come out to my mother and not like the <laughs> inner workings of like, you know, I'm trying to live. <laughs> right. Yeah. And see, that's what also I loved about your show is that it was already grounded in just like, we're here, we're queer, this is just our life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're struggling with our identity or, right. you know, it's just, we're, this is just, yeah. This is reality. Every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Carlton, before we let you go, I want to mm -hmm. know what is, what is on your wish list? Meaning like, what is going to be like, what do you, what is your most ultimate project that you want to work on and who with besides Pride the Series? Cause we already know that that's in the works. Yeah, <laughs> we, know, we know that you're already like on board for our season three, but like yeah. besides us, like who yeah. else, what's your ultimate project and who do you want to work with? Wow, I mean, that's huge. I have some projects in the works right now. Um, I'm working, I don't even know if I can say it yet, but. Say it. Uh, let me just talk we'll about it. We'll say it after we get off the air. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. we leave we'll say, No, we'll plug I mean, it, we'll plug it to I, all the tabloids. There, there is a photographer, I love photography. Oh. I love the Harlem Renaissance movement. So yes. there's this photographer named James Fantasy who took all the pictures of Harlem during that time. And he was, he was, um, just the, the 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 not the what do you call it people that keep history historian um, historian yeah. <laughs> I was my class historian yeah. in high school. Uh, you don't remember the history I don't like remember high school months. he had like has an amazing story um so I, like one of my like big epic projects is is entering the Harlem Renaissance through this famous photographer called James Van Der Zee. I love yeah. that everyone um like there's this famous photo of like a, a woman in a fur coat in front of this fancy car on the street like that. Those are the type of photos of like black excellence and elegance that he was taking. But he started that. off as a funeral photographer. He had his first book was the Book of the Dead, and back then you would take pictures of the dead right. um, for the family. And um, so well, you know the circle of life to, to um, being like the premier photographer for. All the famous people, in and you said that's yeah. in the works right now. No, that that's my dream. Oh, that's the okay. dream. Okay, 
Well, I'm but, speaking into existence. Yes. That's in the works right now. <laughs> That's in the works I right now. that manifestation. Yes. 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 <laughs> I love it. Well, Carlton, this uh, but is... But I want to work with so many people. I mean... I know. Probably the series. We've been trying to get you, like... <laughs> this full... Tra- <laughs> Listen. We got the love, the enthusiasm. Right. <laughs> I'm with it. Okay. Um, who else do you want to work with? I mean, I, I, I like undiscovered people, um, mm. but I really like um, Jonathan Majors. I think he's dope. I love him I, a me lot. Me too. And he I want real him. fine. No, he real fine. No, he can really... He can, um, but he's also very talented. And yes, 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 yes. Um, I love this woman. I forgot her name, but she's on the morning show. Did anybody watch the morning show? Girl, I was yes. like, right I'm obsessed. That. I've watched the first season five times. Yeah. So she's, I forgot her name, but she's the black woman. The, that, one of the executive um, producers that like had the affair with Steve Carell. Yeah, she's the person that had an affair. She's yeah. so like. She's dynamic. She's she's, a, she's an amazing screen. actress. Um, she's an amazing actress. So I really I like working with undiscovers. I mean, if I could write for Viola Davis or Regina King, yeah. oh, uh, Regina King, I would love to write Angela Bassett. Listen, <laughs> if yeah, Darrell Angela Anthony, Bassett, um, but I also yeah. want to write for like Little Nas X. I want to put him out there or uh, Tyler the Creator. I think yes, he would like kill it. Uh, what I, do you, I, What I, do you think of Little Nas X's new video? I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was, I was like, my mouth was open. Me like, too. Yeah, we were like, no way. Just yeah. like, just naked black man. Just I dancing. Like, <laughs> well, he, he did say, I mean, he, he loves the troll, but he did say today, I don't know if anyone saw, that if you give him at least 200,000 uh, likes, he will release the uncensored video. And I was like, girl, let me get to like it. Y'all I'm better like it. New account. Because that was a lot of things swinging. I'm about and they to buy 200,000 laptops. Because <laughs> <laughs> the things were swinging. Like, it was a lot. I love it. <laughs> And Lil Nas was glistening. Awesome. Everybody was greased up. I, I know it smelled like cocoa butter in there. You know it did. That is my. I should have been on. Set. I also read Jack, uh, wrote Jack Harlow, and I was like, "You can get it," because he he made a post the other day. Like he made a post like a couple of weeks ago, and was saying like somebody was like, "How much would you take for you to suck a dick?" Like a hundred thousand dollars. He said it'll take less than that. He said my waist about chasing a bag, and I was like, "Word, <laughs> word." I got ten dollars. I got ten dollars. Hello, hello, hello. I got ten dollars and a smile, so <laughs> I'm not oh, carrying hand you, money, but I can Venmo. Why not? You right? Know? Yeah. You got Venmo, <laughs> Zelle, Cash App, whatever he needs. Mm-hmm. I love it, mm-hmm. Carlton. It uh, has been but, so. Um, yeah, I love that video, and uh, I think I think I love Nice X is so like pushing. Yeah, pushing, boundaries. Pushing, he really is. The he does he not give a fuck. He does not. Somebody give said a fuck. he's doing what Todrick Hall thinks he's doing. That, yes, ooh, I retweeted that today, and I liked it. Literally, when I said the music video, I was like, this is like uh, what he wants to do. Leave my boyfriend Todrick alone. I mean, (laughs) Todrick could do that, too, if he stopped campaigning for Taylor Swift, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh. Adam loves Taylor Swift, so he's about to start Yeah, I'm not about to fight this fight against everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just just take it, and I'll just... You'll take it I'll listen to her on my my headphones. It's all right. (laughs) And cry. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carlton, tell everyone where they can see episodes of Paz Raz and also where they can find you on social media. Okay, um, Paz Raz, you can watch on YouTube. P-O-Z-R-O-Z is how you spell it. Just YouTube.com forward slash Paz Raz. Um, you can find me on all my social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook if you're still on there. Nobody <laughs> else. You're like Brandon. Unless you're Russian. <laughs> it's all Carlton Jordan. Um, so it's, it's, it's my name on Instagram. Awesome. Beautiful. Wonderful. Love it. This was really fun. Yes. I love it. And when we get back to LA, we're going (laughs) to, when we get back to LA, next time I hit you up when I'm in West Hollywood so we control the streets together. (laughs) We'll follow up with our pitch deck. Right. We will. We will also. Do He's that like too, swipe apparently. delete. Right. No, <laughs> Brain gonna get the rest of us blocked before we even get on. No, right. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, 
I love it. So thank you so much, Carlton. Thank and you, Carlton. we will definitely do this again so we can talk more hot topics and about all the reality TV shows. You and know, your, that's all a- your success. I can't wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Anytime. This is really fun. Congratulations uh, to I everything. Yes, Congratulations to everything that you've already achieved. And I can't wait to see what you achieve in the future. Thank you. Oh, and Sweet Life Los Angeles. I was a producer on that, which is Easter Ray's new reality show. Yes. Oh, word. How are we going to yeah. end the show with that? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's wait. I love that. All right. We're going to say goodbye, but you wait. hold on. <laughs> yeah, August 19th, it airs. If anybody's. Oh, Let's we'll be tuning in. Hello. Yeah, what? Tell everyone where it's going to be airing. You know, plug that. HBO Max, August nineteenth. Sweet Life, Los Angeles. It's um, it's about a bunch of young millennials trying to figure it out in South LA. So it's really fun. We will I'm be in watching. It. We love it. I'm in it and want to sure. be in it. So you're not late. Okay, Carlton. Thank you so much, and definitely come back to visit us. Thanks, Carlton. Right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's Darrell Anthony. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call us at 844-25-PRIDE and leave us a message. Let us know what you think. And if not, email us at pridetheseries at gmail.com. Welcome back. Thank you, Michaela J, yes. for bringing us in That's with a such a strong beat. For y'all that don't know, Michaela J is also MJ Rodriguez, who is nominated, historically nominated, for the best actress mm-hmm. in a drama. In a drama for, Pose. for Emmys mm-hmm. for Pose. She's the first trans woman that is nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Thank you, MJ Rodriguez. And the name of that song is Something to Say. She got something to say. Yeah. So I, crazy. I, I, go ahead, Ashley. No, I was just saying, like, you know, we all met MJ mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. years ago at like a birthday party. And then I worked with her. Um, I worked like the Tony after party, like back in the day, and her and I were both like working that party, like, and it's like so great to see the the actress that she's blossomed into. Like, Look at God! Look, Look at, at God. God! Look at God! Speaking won't of, she do it? Won't she do it? Speaking mm-hmm. of God, thank you for Carlton for that amazing conversation. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. so easy breezy. Like it was I love, like, yeah, I love that. Like he's a good Judy. Yeah, he's a good Judy. Yeah, it was just a good Kiki. And he real cute too. Listen, and I, listen, <laughs> he's about to be on our executive Yo. producer uh, panel for mm-hmm. the. He's about to be another EP. Yeah, we are in heat. Everybody, we like, ooh, he fine, he yeah, fine he too. Everybody, a <laughs> hot girl summer takes on a whole new meaning. It is. Listen, it is. shit, give me a shot of vaccine. Listen, I'm a new girl <laughs> <laughs> trying to run these streets, baby. As yes. long as we can run them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really great talking to Carlton, and mm-hmm. you know, I I'm just excited about the growth and the people who are able to get in the room now. With uh, MJ being able to be in the room as the first trans woman nominated for a, a Best Actress, and then with Carlton being able to get in the room and get these very good stories like Paz Ross and all of his other shows he have coming up, coming out. It's very important, and I think that they're the Trailblazers, and we're behind him. Billy Porter is actually directing his first um, show as well that's coming out, and I'm I'm just happy that. Yeah. More people Ain't it a getting a seat thing. at the table. It's just a beautiful table. thing. It is. Mm-hmm. And I've got a chair to pull up my seat next. So. Hello. We waiting listen, in line. Listen, I'll, I'll serve their dinners. I'll do, I'll do whatever I need to do. We've all had to serve, so. Yeah. Ugh, too many times. Yes. Serving food, serving looks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stunting pretty. I'm the girl from New York City. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, this has been a great conversation as always. It's always a good kiki here at Pride the Podcast. You please, everyone, if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can email us or you can call us at 
844-25-PRIDE. <laughs> and we will take your voicemails and play them on air. It'll be great. You can find me at Darrell Anthony um, on Twitter. and The I'm most Twitter. wanted. Right, sure. Val Valak Anthony. Darrell Valak Anthony. It all says Valak. And if you want to know what Valak means, you got to slide in my DMs and I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, guys. I love you guys. Please reach out. And you can find me, Adam Andrews, at Boxwine Poppy with a zero <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter is not safe for work. Uh, and you can also Venmo me at Adam A. Rios. I am mm-hmm. broke as fuck right now. So oh, I, need, no. I need everybody oh, no. to send me. <laughs> if all my followers could send me like $1. I'd be set. For you one dollar, two hundred dollars. For one dollar, you can sponsor. Sponsor a from. You get a box wine poppy. <laughs> there you go. You can have your own box. He'll show I up and cook. Box. Right. I can clean. And, mm-hmm. and how you get that ring? Uh-huh. But listen, when he, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. If you get on and message out of him, he'll show up for you do a little dance. You make a little love. He'll get down tonight. Get down tonight. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. This is probably my last episode with you. Oh, okay. Guys. It's been nice having it's you. It's been nice having you, Megan. I, thank you so much. <laughs> Megan's leaving the view, and I'm leaving Pride the podcast. We already have your friends lined up. We were going to tell you. Well, you're going to miss out on Carlson Jordan and all his collaborations. So. No, we already been texting right now. Oh, have you? And you can follow me at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram. I don't do Facebook because Russia is involved. But also, do <laughs> not forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Pry the Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley, over to you. <laughs> uh, and it's me, Ashley Mitchell. You can follow me at Ashley Aaron M on Instagram and Twitters. And you can Venmo me at Ash Aaron M. Um, you know, send me whatever. I'll accept all forms of currency. You ain't nothing but a slut. <laughs> from the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> you are a slut from the 90s. We need that clip. Thank that you guys so yeah. much for tuning in to this silly little episode of Pride the Podcast. We can't wait for the next time. Until then. Yes. And thank you, Carlson Jordan, for stopping by and keeping with us. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We'll see you next week. Yeah.